In this morning's issue of the New York Times, in the education issue, so-called, because schools are starting back, there was an article called The Tragedy of American Schools. And underneath the headline, it said, outdated textbooks, not enough teachers, no ventilation. For millions of kids like Harvey Ellington, the public education system has failed them their whole lives. When I saw that article, I was reminded of a day way back in the 90s. That would be the 1990s. When the province of Ontario had elected a conservative government and the conservative government of the day decided that they would get away with half of the boards of education in the province. Ontario is a huge province, and it was divided into some 120 or 140 small, little educational jurisdictions. The way in which it had evolved was that from before Confederation, Schooling was the responsibility of the local community. And St. Catherine said all the, I mean, Ontario had all these tiny little rural areas. But looking back at that strike, which we were fit to be tied about as teachers, we went on strike, we walked the picket lines, we had picket lines in front of the schools. I can close my eyes and see us out there because we were upset with the way in which the Harris government, the premier at the time was Mike Harris, was handling the education file. But now when I look back, there was a wisdom in reducing the number of school boards. And there, is a, there was a wisdom in taking over the responsibility for teacher pay and financing from the local tiny school boards to the province. On top of my reflections from that, I'm also thinking about the fact today that there were items in the news about the whole issue of big government. Joe Biden, of course, announced today that there was going to be compulsory vaccinations in companies with over 100 employees. And everybody's talking about the overreach of government. And I want to talk about that today because when one reflects on the problems confronting society, whether that be education or health or retraining or climate change, 
Our world has changed so much and become so interconnected. We can't do anything effectively without dealing with a larger organization. In the United States, the problem with the vaccinations is that there are 50 different states and each state has responsibility for its own health and education and and all of those other things. And so even though the country is smaller in many ways than Canada geographically, when you go from one state to another, you go from a completely different set of assumptions about what good education is, how it should be funded, and so forth. The same thing with public health. If we are to deal with the problems confronting us as societies, we have to get away from this perception that big government is bad. Using the example of the strike that I began with and the article from the New York Times, what happened as a result of what we called the amalgamation of the school boards was that teacher pay was no longer dependent upon what board you worked for. Teacher pay was dependent only upon your qualifications. And that was determined by a provincial panel. What do I get because I have a Bachelor of Arts? What do I get because I have a Master of Arts? What do I get because I have a PhD? Regardless of whether I live in Toronto or, or um, way up north, or Kenora, or in in Hudson's in an area near Hudson's Bay. So teacher salary does not depend on whether I work for a rich board or a poor board, meaning that the taxation from those boards is lesser or greater. Similarly, the curriculum is the same, whether whether I go from Northern Ontario to Eastern Ontario to Western Ontario to Southern Ontario, which means theoretically that the education that every student in the province of Ontario gets is the same regardless. We know for a fact that in the United States, there is a tremendous amount of movement of people, migrations from one state to another to get jobs. People grow up in the Northeast and settle in the Southwest. People move from North to South. And recently, there's been articles documenting the move back from the Northern cities to the southern areas of the United States by the black population, by people who grew up, whose roots are in the south, but their families moved north in search of jobs, and now those same people, are their children and grandchildren, are moving back into the southern states. So all of this movement of people should not affect the quality of education. It should not affect the quality of teacher pay, 
A teacher is a teacher is a teacher. There was a huge kerfuffle about the Common Core that was brought into being by the Obama administration. The idea that there should be a common core of skills that every student in the United States should acquire. Now, I understand that from a state's point of view, that was an overreach of big government. Why should the federal government dictate to the local states what their students should learn? But if you stop and think about it, Students from Alabama or Tennessee or Michigan or Ohio are equally as likely to want to move overseas to work or move into the big cities of the North or the South to work. And they should come to the plate with all the same skills. Reading is reading. Effective writing is effective writing, whether I grew up in Alabama or in, in Ohio, or New York, or Vermont. The issue is that so many of the problems confronting society today can no longer be sm solved by a small government unit. When Canada became a country in 1867, the struggle was between the French fact and the, the, the English fact, between the Catholic fact and the Protestant fact. And so the compromise was to create provinces. And those provinces had their own jurisdictions and responsibilities. Today... We can no longer abide by those original agreements because they don't help us advance as a society. It doesn't help us to be able to say in Ottawa that the Liberal government should have job creation schemes and be required to fund uh, childcare when the provinces have to be on board, when the provinces are the ones that offer those services, it makes no sense. People can look to the way in which we're dealing with the pandemic, for instance. In Canada, now, the federal government, in the United States, the federal government is struggling to control the outbreaks of the pandemic based on the Delta variant. And people complain in the United States and in Canada that the federal government should not be telling us what to do. Government should get out of our way and out of our lives. But just stop and think about it. One of the most important issues confronting us, even after the pandemic, is climate change. How can we deal with climate change if there are 50 states and 10 provinces, all with differing compositions of publics? 
that have different ideas and vote on different ideas. Jurisdictions like that make it hard for decision makers. I understand that one likes to think that we have control over our lives and we talk about how important individual rights are. But we are societies and we live on the same planet. We have kids who move from province to province, from state to state, from country to country to make their way in the world. 150 years ago or 200 years ago, that wasn't the case. People grew up, found their livelihood, lived their lives, raised their families, and died within a hundred kilometers, a hundred miles of all of those events. Today, our children can be thousands of miles away. And so it's harder for us to be able to say, well, the province should be responsible for this. The state should be responsible for that. The federal government should have no say over these issues. I, I get to the point where I don't understand why people can't see that we have to bond together. If this was a family, if we were a small family unit, and the small family unit were dealing with the incapacitation and death of parents, the children would have to come together to deal with the care, the burial, the disposition of their parents' estates. Whether they liked it or not, they would have to do that because that's the way it's decided. Whether they lived here or a thousand or ten thousand miles away, so why should it be any different when we talk about whether or not we should be investing money in child care or retraining or what schools should be teaching our kids so that they can survive in the 21st century? Until we as societies come to understand we raise our kids to be collaborative. One of the most important things in school from kindergarten to the end of university is sports. And we teach our kids to be team players, to excel, but if they want to excel and win, they have to be team players. We thrive on classical music. Classical music is played by an orchestra where all the instruments blend together and make great music. If societies want to succeed in the 21st century, they have to overcome this understanding that big government is bad. 
There are things that we have to be protective of. We need big government to solve the big problems in the world. We don't want big government to interfere in every aspect of our lives. There's a fine line there, but we have to find that or we will die on this planet. We will end life as we know it because we can't get along and agree. And as long as we say that this is his responsibility, that's her responsibility, that's a state responsibility, that's a province responsibility, this is a federal responsibility, we will never solve our problems. If you stop and think about it, people don't work that way. Governments can't either today.